This is so wizarding. This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 483 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm still here. Surprisingly, you're still here. Yeah, maybe one day I won't. (laughs) We can all dream. (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Ray. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends review movies, TV, and sometimes more. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, you're going to hear a little bit about me and Markellis' trip to Rhode Island Comic Con and our review of the outlaw Johnny Black. But before we get into all of that, how is everyone doing this week? Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you? Um, I'm all right. I was sick this week. I'm still kind of getting over it. Um, so I was, uh, no, surprisingly it wasn't. I heard that there's like some other viral, uh, respiratory illness that's going around, but I don't even know if it was that it's, um, my house is full of mold and, uh, I'm in the process of moving out, but because it was cold this past week, we had to turn on the heat. So I think like I was breathing in all that mold and made me sick. So. The cold that's drove the mold. Good portion of the week, yeah, yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. It doesn't sound like you had a very exciting week, just hanging out, being sick and cold. Yeah, I was. I slept a lot, and um, I hate being sick. It's it's much more uh, annoying for me, I think, because I'm, you know, I have an autoimmune disease. So when I get sick, I get like really sick, fever for a couple of days. I slept for a while, you know. I don't know, though. Sleeping for a few days sounds pretty awesome (laughs) to me. I got to be honest with you. (laughs) Well, we're glad you're here and you're ready to rock and roll and review a movie with us. Marcellus Reagans, how the hell are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I am also glad that Aubrey is here uh, because this this podcast, it's pod before life. You know, we have to like really (laughs) struggle hard sometimes to make it to the show. So, Aubrey, I'm glad that you made it here. Tell me I'm Uh, lying, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we made it back from Rhode Island, safe and sound. Uh, got to watch. Uh, I actually watched a couple of movies before tonight's show, which is always good. And uh, yeah, I had a uh, an idea of something that I wanted to do for Rhode Island. I had a couple of ideas, actually. And uh, I actually got a couple of those things accomplished. So I feel very good about my uh, creativity this week, which is very rare. And Joey, how are you doing this week? Well, I'm a little upset this week, Mark. Why is that? Well, we've only ever had no weeks off. You know, Um, it's just not good enough. We never had our friends and family ballot stuff in online polls so we could come in third place for an award. So uh, it's just really upsetting. I just just clearly dwarfs anything we've ever done. Well, you know, we still have time, right? Is that the end of the year? How about we have a best podcast 
with the word wizard in a name. <laughs> Hopefully we can find some award shows that our friends or network friends are on and then they can nominate us for it. Sure, sure. Are, are we going to win? Are we going to have a rocky situation? Um, not the first two times, but <laughs> if we can get everyone to ballot stuff online the third time, we might be able to come in third place. So. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm going to hold it right above my head when I get it. What are we doing? Don't worry about it. If you know, you know. Oh, God. How am I doing? Um, I'm fine. I'm just really tired. I'm always really tired. That's not anything new. But yeah, we had a, a blast at uh, Rhode Island Comic Con. It's just, uh, it was an exhausting day. I'll be honest with you, exhausting day. You know, I worked the day before at both jobs. Uh, I came home. I, I got ready for Rhode Island. I went to bed. I got up and I woke up early. That was the, that was the part that sucked, Mark, was that I'm so used to getting up at like 2.30 in the morning now. Like, it's hard for me to sleep late. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up waking up at 6. I got myself uh, up and out of bed and I went and got gas for the car and I I got a, a drink and a snack to eat before I saw you because I wanted some breakfast and uh, headed on and picked you up and headed down to Rhode Island. We were there until probably about like six, six thirty at night. And then we drove home. I mean, I got home probably around like eight thirty at night. So it was a long day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and well, we had a good time, you know, and we'll hear a little bit more about that at the end of the show. Um, myself and Marcellus recorded while we were at Rhode Island Comic Con. We recorded in the Omni Hotel in the food court. So I'm sure the sound quality is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we had a good time. We got to see a lot of our friends. Uh, Tim Jones and uh, Lewis from the Angry Geeks was there. Kane Sadzhome, Calvin. Tim Wiley, who actually may make a surprise appearance in our clip that we're playing. But yeah, we had was we had in a good time. Elena Strikes there. Uh, she was, but I didn't see her when we were there. So mm. that's okay. I, I see enough of her. It just cost me a little bit of money, <laughs> but I see quite a bit of her actually. Now that you put it that way, but um, her OnlyFans is fantastic. Just saying. Um, anyway, yeah, that we had a good time though. We had a good time, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about it towards the end of the show. But you know, enough about us, uh, Marcellus Reagan's. Let's talk a little bit more about us. Please tell the listeners where they can find more So Is Your Podcast. All right, everybody, you can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com and there you're going to find a brand new episode every week. You will also find comic book, TV, and movie reviews along with some creator interviews conducted by the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. And you can check out Adam's original comic book, Social Studies, over at socialstudiescomic.com. You're also going to find some links to our podcast merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, magnets, coffee mugs, a whole array of items that you can purchase and represent Soul Wizard Podcast. Our social media links are there too. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and let us know what you think of the show. Find Soul Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Check out our YouTube page, where new content is being uploaded regularly. We also have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show. A special shout out goes to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. And I'm talking about Fans on Patrol, Pop Prism Power Podcast, 
Cult 45, the movie podcast, Superhero Speak, and the Gorilla Brain podcast. That's it for me. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long time, and I've been working on it for a while, okay? And we are back. All right, guys. So this week, we're reviewing a movie that I had been looking forward to for quite some time. I want to say almost five years I've been looking forward to this, Mark. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. It's, I think that's about when the uh, the little teaser thing came out. Right. So it's been a long time. And this is The Outlaw Johnny Black, which is a Western made by Michael Jai White. Is the star. He's the director. He's one of the writers, if not the only writer. And uh, he's all over this. You may know him from copious amounts of direct-to-video action movies. Uh, he also starred in Todd McFarlane's Spawn as Al Simmons, which is probably where Aubrey would know him from. And in one of my favorite movies of all time, I would say in my top 20 movies of all time, Black Dynamite, which this is allegedly a spiritual successor to. So I was very excited for a sequel-ish type movie to Black Dynamite, which I consider a five out of five, a perfect movie. So, Marcellus, you've seen Black Dynamite. I have. I, I'll admit it's been a while since I've seen it. But yeah, I have seen that movie. Do you love it as much as I do? Uh, I don't think I can love anything as much as you love Black Dynamite. But uh, yeah, I think the movie is amazing. It is, it is a perfect homage to the 70s black exploitation movies i think it's and it's and it's supposed to be funny and it actually is really really funny uh, with a lot of action so yeah i think the movie is amazing um i just haven't watched it in a while all right aubrey i'm gonna assume and I, normally you don't want to assume because it makes an ass of you and me but <laughs> i'm gonna assume that you have never seen black dynamite i have not no did you at least recognize michael jai white from spawn because i know you are a huge spawn fan Yes, that's the only place I recognize him from. All right, all right. So his new movie, The Outlaw Johnny Black, was released in theaters, I want to say, about a month ago. We were going to try to do it on the show, but it wasn't playing within 500 miles of us. So <laughs> that was out of the question. So we waited and waited and waited, and it finally hit VOD this past weekend. So we decided it's time. We, we've been getting too many downloads, Mark. I think it's very important for us to have an episode no one listens to. So... <laughs> we decided to, to, to review it on our show so all of us had to rent it it was not available streaming for free anywhere it was a rental uh or buy so all of you guys rented it i'm going to assume yes oh yeah yeah i was scared because we were doing it regardless i'm so excited for this movie we we're doing it no matter what and i thought it was 20 dollars to rent i was like holy crap but it was it was only twenty dollars to buy. It was like six dollars to rent. So we were good. So we all had a chance to check it out. And as always, we're going to go non-spoiler with our impressions, so you have an idea of what we thought about it. And then, if you haven't seen it, you can bounce as Marcellus drops the spoiler sound drop, and then you can the rest of you can stick around and hear us talk a little more in depth about the movie. But to get started, what did you think of the Outlaw Johnny Black? And I feel like I know the answer to this question already. Aubrey Litchfield. It was really boring. Wow. <laughs> I know you really wanted me to like this movie, but it is like not 
my cup of tea at all. I had zero illusions you were going to like this movie <laughs> at all. And as I watched it, I I, I was – so I, my thing is I bet you would like Black Dynamite if you watched it. But as I was watching this, I'm like, Aubrey's going to fucking hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old Western wrapped up in all all the things I don't like. I don't like action movies. Black people. I don't <laughs> – don't see that. No, I don't. I don't like uh, comedies. It's it's just like uh, everything I don't like. At least like Black Dynamite. I've looked it up. Like I do like that era type movie, but westerns for me are snooze fest. All right, I guess Aubrey won't be binging Yellowstone anytime soon, Marcellus. No, I've people have told me to watch it, and I'm not fucking watching it. No, watch that shit. That's for like 85 year old women to watch. Yeah, it, it westerns are like pulling teeth trying to get me to watch. Wait, wait, wait. What about Tombstone? Have you ever seen Tombstone? No, Marcellus. <laughs> what do you say to Aubrey when she hasn't watched the movie Tombstone? You just made the list. <laughs> Add it to the list, Aubrey's list that we'll never get to someday. Tombstone, <laughs> especially with a, something started with the letter T, we'll never get to it. But <laughs> it has Sam Elliott in it. That sounds boring. Kurt wow. Russell, Michael Bean, Aubrey. I like is... Sam Elliott's voice. Like it's it's really deep and everything, but it's like everything he's in is boring. Aubrey, Tombstone <laughs> fucking rules. So uh, <laughs> uh, we will not tolerate any Tombstone slander on this podcast. Tell me I'm lying, Mark. <laughs> You're not lying. <laughs> All right. Enough out of you, Aubrey. Mark Ellis Reagans, what did you think of the outlaw Johnny Black? All right. So I will admit I didn't really have super high expectations for this because, as I said, I haven't seen Black Dynamite in a while. But I do remember that movie being kind of lightning in a bottle. It's rare to have something that funny uh, and that consistent all the way through so i didn't really have high expectations for this one as you said joey it came out in the theaters about a month ago i haven't really heard like a lot of buzz about it either uh, but shout out to another podcast in the geek world all-stars podcast and network cult 45 uh, they actually did get a chance to see it in the theaters um, and i did see their review uh, it's available on patreon you know and you know taking all that information in, i kind of had low expectations for this movie but i will say I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. And it's one of those movies that, you know, you experience it. And then the more you think about it, the funnier it gets. Uh, so, yeah, I think this movie actually surprisingly works in some aspects. Uh, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm glad that we are uh, doing it on a show and that we're supporting this movie. Awesome. Well, I will support Michael Jai White in anything that he does. I don't care what it is. Even some of those weird like BET type dating movies that he was. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Why did I get married to? Come on. Right. Why did I get married seven? Like that kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? Because um, I just love the guy. I thought he was good in Spawn, even though I know the movie has doo-doo feces special effects. I liked him in Spawn. He's been in a lot of awesome quote unquote bad action movies. Um, he was in a sequel to uh, Sudden Death, which was a John claude Van Damme movie about a hockey arena. Oh, yeah. Which I, is actually I, really good. He was in some of the Undisputed sequels. Like, he's been in some good stuff, and the guy's awesome. And, of course, he made Black Dynamite, which is 
literal perfection on screen. It's it's so good. So my expectations were ridiculously high for this, unfortunately. Um, and I did not meet those expectations. <laughs> and that's okay. It, it, you know, it's not bad. It's just not good enough, I think. is. I feel like I grew up watching Star Wars, living, eating, breathing Star Wars, naming my children after Star Wars characters, and then the Phantom Menace comes out. Okay. That's kind of how I feel with this movie. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, it's just, it has, it's a mess. The movie's a mess. It's too long. It needed to be edited down. There's a hilarious 90 minute movie in here. Yes. I don't, I don't know why this is two hours plus long and it meanders a lot. And there's just sections that aren't funny. Whereas with Black Dynamite, it was almost a laugh a minute. And, and the, the plot of Black Dynamite is all over the place, too, like this. But it, it works for some reason. <laughs> Whereas this one didn't feel like it worked. It felt like weird, disjointed, all over the place of a mess. But when it has j- some of the jokes, like, hit, like, really well, there's some hilarious stuff in here. It's just, it's buried under a lot of other stuff that's just either not that great or only okay. So... I think my expectations were too high. I think I need to watch it again at some yeah. point, maybe when it's not going to cost me money to watch it again. Right. Uh, if it's on Tubi eventually or whatever, but I'm, I'm like kind of about it when I was expecting to be ready to run through a brick wall. <laughs> well, the movie isn't supposed to be black dynamite too, despite the fact that it's, you know, some of the same ideas behind it. Uh, you can definitely tell that, this movie is trying to be two things at once. It's trying to be an old school spaghetti Western while also trying to be a comedy like blazing saddles. Like it's those two ideas that are bumping into each other. Um, and you know, we're, we're going to save it for the things we like and what we didn't like. I agree. It doesn't work completely all the way, but I think from beginning to end, I think it's, it's a solid through line. It's, it is too long. I definitely agree there's a 90 there's an awesome 90 minute movie in there but the journey from the beginning all the way to the end i thought was worth it i mean for me it's probably a lot like how i feel about the movie jackie brown uh which i'm sure aubrey have you ever seen jackie brown (laughs) nope (laughs) (laughs) well i remember being so excited for that to come out mark and i wanted pulp fiction 2 yes and I didn't get that. And I was yeah. really disappointed. And honestly, I've never watched it again. <laughs> sure. I saw it once in the movie theater opening weekend. I even own it on, on DVD. <laughs> I've never watched it again. <laughs> wow. Did have uh, Bridget Fonda in it, though. So can't all be bad, right? <laughs> sure. Well, 1996 Bridget Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Father Time's undefeated. But anyway, that is our initial impressions. You know what we thought again, we're all over the place, mm-hmm. but go check it out. It's on VOD right now. It was six bucks to rent on Amazon. Come on back. The rest of you stick around. We're going to drop the drop and spoil the outlaw. Johnny black. And we're now let's talk about spoilers here. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about some of the things we liked about this movie. Aubrey, you were bored out of your mind. It's not the type of movie you like. (laughs) 
Yes. Was there anything you liked about it besides Michael Jai White's abs? Uh, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, it's <laughs> it's got like that small comedy pieces to it, but it just it doesn't hit for me. It just I don't know. It wasn't it was just really boring. Like you guys said, it's too long. And for me, any any redeemable quality was kind of washed out by that. Okay, so there was nothing you liked about this. You didn't get one sensible mm-hmm. chuckle out of it. Nothing. No, not really. <laughs> Do uh, you owe us an "I hate you now" watch for making you watch this? No, I don't think it was that bad. Okay, I mean, yeah, it wasn't okay. like Neil. Yeah, it wasn't like Neil Breen, but <laughs> it was just it was boring, and it was hard to stay awake because it's just like I said, it's not my cup of tea and it's two hours long. It's, and it feels two hours long. Okay. Um, Mark Ellis Reagans. <laughs> All right. So things that I liked about the movie, you know, I knew, you know, when I pulled it up and I saw like how long it was going to be, I'm like, all right, I know this movie at some point is going to feel long. So I'm going to train myself to not look at the time, not hit the up button on the arrow or hit, hit, hit the up arrow button on the remote to, um, to see how much time was left. Train didn't touch the remote. Didn't train myself. I trained myself to not touch it at all. So I say, I can say that that was a successful experiment. The movie did feel kind of long, but I, it didn't feel excruciating. Uh, Cause I, I felt, I knew it was going to be long at the beginning. There are some genuinely funny scenes in this movie. Uh, the scene with, Bessie talking about the buns that she made for him. (laughs) It's just, you know, sexual innuendos and it's ridiculous and it's so over the top and it just gets funnier. I mean, it's not like, it's not a super long scene. It's a short scene, but it's for, it somehow finds a way to get funnier as it goes on. Uh, I'm a fan of dumb humor. I know a lot of people are not like naked gun type of humor. Some of that stuff, you know, it really appeals to me. Uh, the scene where his horse died and when he goes to get uh, water for it, you know, he picks up the bucket of water to bring over to the horse and a horse like kicks the bucket. It's dumb, but I laughed a lot during that because uh, that's the type of stuff that I like, just dumb stuff. Um, I thought the direction was really good. Uh, the villain in it is instantly unlikable. That's when I knew I was in for a good a good ride of a movie when the villain shows up and instantly I'm like, I cannot wait to see the journey that we go on to have this guy get his comeuppance. He was great. He was a, a amazing villain. And there's a part where the villain is uh, robbing a bank and he's uh, he basically, he shoots a guy unarmed and you can see like the muzzle flash, like in his eyes. And I'm like, Holy shit, this is some cool directing. So the directing in this movie is really good. Uh, shout out to, Mega Force's own Barry Boswick. <laughs> I was praying for him to kiss his thumb and give a thumbs up, uh, but it, it never happened, unfortunately. I like the the very you know Joy said the stories all over the place. I thought it was very simple. I thought it was a very simple story. Uh, it was basically a revenge movie, uh, and a hero has to come to his own his own ways about how to how he's going to exact revenge. Uh, so I thought it was simple, and I I, I thought it was. Uh, you know, it has some twists and turns, but I thought it was really good. Uh, and again, it, it's a lot of it felt like it's wanted to be Blazing Saddles. So, you know, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Oh, yeah. And there's also 
it's Michael J. White. You can't have Michael J. White and not have some karate in there. Oh, yeah. And they don't really explain it, but he was kicking the shit out of people, and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a, you know, there's, if you watch in a Western, at some point, there's going to be a saloon fight. And this one is like, okay, we're going to do a saloon fight, and we're going to do all of the tropes that you expect out of a saloon fight. They do the guy being thrown out of the window in the front, and then they do it again. <laughs> there's two windows. Two guys get thrown out of the window. I love that whole, like, aspect of we're going to completely play into the tropes of westerns so yeah i enjoyed the journey of this movie all right all right um geez, what did i like about this movie well obviously like i said before i love michael jai white and i don't know why he's not a bigger star but he, i think he's fantastic in this i think he's hilarious at times and there are jokes that had me cackling that i and it's just like little subtle stuff and i love that in movies sometimes yes. um you know they <laughs> They basically make a joke out of how old Western movies would have like, white people playing Indians. Because like one of the Indians guy is just a random, like completely normal looking white guy just dressed as an Indian with no attempts to make him not look like that. Yeah. <laughs> fucking dying. Um, you know, and just stuff like what he had is they caught him with his feet out the window and he's like trying to explain it was like how Jesus would do it or something. <laughs> Um, and, and there was one line at the end where he's after he went, he defeats the bad guy and they're like, um, talking about how he'll get 60% of the bounty and he's starts giving a speech about how he'll, he's, he doesn't need it. Cause he'll be here in town. <laughs> he's like waiting for my 60% of the bounty. <laughs> There's just a lot of really subtle, uh, parts of humor in it that I thought like the same thing, like you said, Mark with the horrors and stuff. I think when it was hitting on the right cylinders, and yep. the humor was there. It was really funny at times. And and that's what makes me sad about the runtime is that there's there's a really great 90 minute movie buried in here and we didn't get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I did enjoy the humor. I thought the cast was great for the most part. And that, I mean, that's really it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, it, it, it well, I mean, there's what, what else is there to really to really praise about it? You know, the the script hits when it hits, um, you know, the acting is fine there's the directing is fine there's but there's nothing like special about it um it's fine <laughs> like there, there's no crazy like camera tricks or anything like that it's just a, a movie it works um and that's partly part of the tropes of it too but you know i, I did think it was funny uh barry boswick obviously always good to see him uh, a whole bunch of character actors tommy davidson was that tommy davidson oh yeah that was him <laughs> he got shot at one point it was really ridiculous <laughs> what about your boy Randy Couture? Couture? Oh, with the word with a terrible fake mustache on. <laughs> yes, former USA, you sorry, former UFC heavyweight champion Randy Couture uh there with a bad mustache on. Uh that was pretty funny. But you know, I mean, like I said, I enjoyed the cast for the most part. I enjoyed a lot of the movie, but just not enough of it. And I did think it was pretty funny at times. There was the when he gets out of the jail at the end and there's a whole sequence where he's flipping the, the pistol around while slapping the guy in the face. Right. That I was dying. That was fucking great, <laughs> but it needed a lot more of that throughout the movie. So, um, so that's what we liked, but Aubrey, what about things you did not like about this movie? You know, I hate to not add any, anything really to this episode, <laughs> but it just, it um, <laughs> You know, it it was. It was boring. It's not my type of movie. It really, for me, 
I felt every second of that two hours and waiting for it to be over that I wish that the jokes hit more for me, but again, like the rest of the movie was so boring that I couldn't even overlook it. And I just, I couldn't even find them funny. So yeah, I, I don't have really a lot to say. It just, it was very boring. (laughs) All right. All right. Markellis Reagan's. Yeah, I will I will say that if you sit down and watch this movie, you know, and you're trying to get invested in it. Again, I I still think the story uh with the villain and his father is just is just amazing. Uh, I think that villain is just awesome. If the movie loses you, it's going to be tough to get you back. So that's the trick. So I think uh my biggest issue with this movie is that it's just way too long. It's way too long. Uh and it's you know, there are scenes that are where they do kind of meander and they could have been trimmed down. Like it, it didn't need to be that. I don't know. Well, I don't want to say boring, but yeah, <laughs> it didn't, need, it didn't need to be that long. They could have trimmed a lot of this back to make it just a little bit more tighter. Again, after black dynamite, I was assuming this was going to be uh, a Western version of black dynamite. And this movie does not have nearly as many jokes, uh, but you know, they, when, some of the jokes, actually a majority of the jokes work. There's only a few that maybe don't work, uh, but there isn't enough of them. Uh, you know, they they do try to balance between this is going to be a spaghetti Western revenge movie and this is going to be a goofy comedy. And they don't quite get the ratio correct, I don't think. It's still enjoyable because I think both of those things work better than average, uh, but putting them together and making it this long, that's, that's where it kind of stumbles. Man, that's, that's pretty much it. The pacing and the length of the movie is pretty much mm-hmm. the biggest downfalls of it. All right. Yeah. Um, and I'll agree with you, Mark, and with Aubrey, actually. It, it, it's the length of the movie. It's just too long. And it doesn't feel like it knows what it wants to be enough to commit to either or. Like, if you wanted to make a spaghetti Western, ape a, a spaghetti Western, then do that and leave out the wacky humor. If you want to have a wacky comedy that's, you know, making fun of Western tropes and blah, 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 then do that. Um, in my opinion, I, well, as a the person watching the movie, I would have preferred that instead of <laughs> the straight spaghetti Western, um, because I thought, like I said earlier, when when it was being a comedy and a parody, it was hitting, it was working. But like you said, Mark, it wasn't enough. Like it would be like, here's some funny lines. And then we go 15, 20 minutes of oh, not drama, but like. You know, just people talking and exposition and blah, blah, blah. And then we go back and then get like one joke. And then we're like, oh, my God, it just it just was a mess. I thought the script was a mess. I don't mind it being kind of haphazard and all over the place. If it was being like a, if it was going to be like a parody, like comedy. So, you know, you're able to overlook like some of those things because it's not supposed to be a serious movie. But then if it's going to be a serious movie, then it needs to be a lot tighter. Like you said, Mark, cause it's just meandering. And it's just, there were times where it just felt like, my God, like I had to watch this in two, t- two sittings because I just couldn't get through it. Almost. Wow. Yeah. I watched it for an hour and then I came back today after I got out of work and I watched the last hour. Mm-hmm. So that sucks because like I was really looking forward to this, but I don't know how much of that is my expectations versus reality. But when it comes to what I saw on screen, it really just comes down to that. I liked all the actors. I liked all the acting. I liked the direction more or less. I liked all the jokes for the most part. It just, there wasn't enough of that. 
and the movie's two hours long. <laughs> so uh, it, it's unfortunate because I'd love there to be a third outlaw Johnny Black slash Black Dynamite type movie where it's a completely different genre. But I, I definitely don't want more of this. <laughs> well, you got to try to I mean, I you're I can definitely understand your point, but you got to try to give them a little bit of credit for attempting to do something different. It is a big swing. You know, there isn't a lot of black spaghetti westerns other than, you know, posse and the harder they fall. Posse, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love posse. Uh, you know, that there isn't really a, a, you know, a really big base for that. And, you know, blazing saddles is like, like you're never going to be funnier than blazing saddles. So you, you got to give them a little bit of, you know, a little bit of props for attempting to blend the two. Now, maybe it didn't work for a lot of people, but I don't know. I respect the fact that they attempted it. Oh, I'm not going to shit on them for trying something, especially because they could have been lazy and did Black Dynamite too. <laughs> right. Not that that would be lazy and a lot of people wanted that, but they could have just done that. But they tried to kind of morph that feel with an actual Western movie. Right. And it's a, it's a big swing, but I don't I just don't think it worked. I would have preferred it to just be goofy the whole time, but stay to Western. That would have been fine with me, but I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, Aubrey, you don't want to see any more of this, but Mark, would you want them to do a different genre? What would, what would be the next genre you'd like to see? Uh, why did I get married three? <laughs> <laughs> really? No, no, no. no. Uh, they have to do a sci-fi movie. I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's the obvious choice. Uh, I want like a eight, a cheesy eighties, uh, either sci-fi movie or a cheesy eighties action movie. Bring back Barry Boswick as, a. Oh, what what's the dude's name? Um, fucking Megaforce, dude. Ace Freely. No, what the fuck is Ace Freely? <laughs> Ace Hunter. <laughs> yes, bring back Barry Boswick as Ace Hunter in Megaforce Two. On the Electric moon. Boogaloo. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, that that would be fucking fantastic. But you know, I don't know. We'll see. Aubrey, you don't want to see any more of this. I really don't. <laughs> All right. Well, the only thing left to do is to give it a score, and that score has to be from zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got for the outlaw Johnny Black? Uh, I'm going to give it a one and a half. I'm feeling a little, what's the word? Generous. generous. Yeah, I'm feeling a little generous because it it's just not my type of movie at all. It wasn't anything like fundamentally wrong with it. Like there is just about every single DC movie, but <laughs> it really just, it, it was not my type of movie. All right. Marcellus Reagans. Uh, I've been wavering a little bit on my score for this one. Cause I thought I had it and I thought I had it locked. And then I started talking to you guys and I'm like, Hmm. Know, maybe I'm being too generous, but you know what? I don't care. There isn't anything in this movie that I hated. No, you know what I mean, if there was something in it that I'm like, oh, that's just garbage. It's part of the reason why it's hard to really talk about it because there's nothing ultra spectacular in this, but there's also nothing ultra bad in this. It's there, right? Right. But it 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 plays the way it's supposed to play. It sets up a revenge movie and you get a revenge movie and you get some funny jokes. So it kind of does what it set out to do. It's just, you know, again, pacing and the length. Uh, so that being said, because I didn't, there's nothing that I hated and I enjoyed the ride. All right. I'm going to give it a three and a half 
but I want to give it a four. Give <laughs> it a four, <laughs> then. Who cares? I'm going to... This isn't some award-winning podcast, Mark. You can do whatever you want on there. You know what? Uh, you know what? I am going to give it a four, because the villain is fucking amazing. Whenever he came on the screen, I felt like his presence, and it's rare. Not Well, it feels rare to me that 10 minutes into the movie, I cannot wait to see this guy get shot up by Johnny Black. I couldn't wait for that scene to happen. So, yeah, I'm going to give this a four out of five. All right. Well, after everything I said about the movie, I'm still going to give it a three out of five. <laughs> really? Because the parts that I liked were good. And like Mark said, there's nothing bad in the movie. It's just the length and the pacing are a mess. So for the most part, it's it's a somewhat enjoyable watch. Uh, and I liked it more than a two and a half, but I don't think it's like up there in like Mark's area with four or, or higher. And, you know, like Mark said, they took a big swing. I appreciate that. I love Michael Jai White. And I got some sensible chuckles for most of the movie. And then I got a couple of big laughs. So for the most part, it was okay, but a little better than okay. So I'm giving it a three out of five. All over the place with scores, guys. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. The three of you that listen to this episode who've actually seen the movie, uh, let us know on social media what you think. And now we're going to take some time and talk a little bit about Rhode Island Comic Con. Marcellus, just to set this up, tell me some good points, the good of your trip to Rhode Island Comic Con. The good of Rhode Island Comic Con. You know, it's always fun to be back on the... In the Comic Con kind of scene where you can see people's creativity like really shine. Um, and just when you thought you've seen like all the nerdiest thing that you can think of, you turn a corner and there's something even nerdier, uh, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it was fun. I, for some reason, I we've done Rhode Island Comic Con for years and you know, they we've seen it change, we've seen it evolve, we've seen it grow. Uh, it's still a great con for a very small state <laughs> it's the biggest con in the smallest state is that what you're telling me yes uh there's still a lot to do there's still a lot of cool stuff if you are a you know if you like celebrities plenty of celebrities if you like star wars the 501st display is always amazing never disappoints uh and you know there's stuff for kids there's stuff for collectors it's just they do a really good job of incorporating all of the things that you like about cons inside of that one not one but inside of that this event uh it's a it's a really decent kind of i almost want to say it's i don't want to say close to new york to new york but for an east coast con it's actually pretty badass so uh, yeah I, I had a good time awesome you know i i would consider rhode island our home con at this point i think we've been going since 2016 we only missed the year there was a pandemic um and they canceled the con so you know, it's it's a blast. It's crazy. It's insane. It's in the biggest buildings, the biggest two buildings in the entire state, and it's still not big enough. Right. <laughs> Which is crazy every year, and Saturdays are always wild, but we always have a good time. We get to see all our friends and see a bunch of cool, nerdy stuff. Like you said, Mark, I love the 501st display every year. I like seeing what Zombie Leader's got in store for us and what other crazy celebrities that they're going to pull in there. Because um, you never know. It it, it it always seems like they outdo themselves with the celebrities this year. They had Marissa Tomei was there. It's crazy to me. <laughs> right. Like, does she know she's in Rhode Island? Like what, what happened? Um, and you know, I wish I had uh, saved some money aside. Cause I would have liked to have gotten a picture with Shannon Doherty. 
Yeah. Well, that's fine. All right, Aubrey, Aubrey. All right, Aubrey. You got to be the deciding vote here. This is very important. Okay. Yes. Oh, boy. Is Shannon Doherty hot? Pressure. Not like not like in 2023, but is you know Shannon Doherty hot? Let me um, Google her for reference. So uh, kids, I, know I know her, but <laughs> back in the day, there was a TV show called 90210. It started Jason Da-na-na-na. Kinsley, Da-na-na-na. Luke Perry, and Shannon Doherty. She was also in a show called. Um, she yeah, she looks exactly what I thought she did. She looks very average. Average. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Are you on the she's bandwagon just, with my daughter that thinks I, li- I like average-looking women? She's very average-looking. All right, she was great in Heather's. All right, I know that's what I'm saying. Like that's, guys. that's the Fuck only guys. reason why she's even above, like a as you would say, like a soft six. Because what she was in Heather's? That's it. I mean, she was in other stuff, but that's the reason why you love her so much because of Heather's. Just admit it. How dare you? <laughs> She's also in Charmed. Yes. Mall Rats. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> 90210. 91210, the new class. Um, shit. I'm scrolling right now through her IMDb looking for something. Uh, Poison Ivy 7. Was there a Poison Ivy no. 7? No. I mean, she's very average. She was in one episode of Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, um, there you go. All right, whatever. She was on our house, okay? <laughs> 46 episodes. She was also like 11 on that, but right. Whatever. I think she's attractive. A perfect combination of good looks and bitchy attitude. So that's what I like. So whatever. So anyway. So yeah, we had a good time at Rhode Island Comic Con. Highly suggest you go next year. Check it out. Hang out with us. Go see the Angry Geek Show live. Go see um, all the weird crazy uh cosplay all the panels just have a good time check it out rhode island comic con and now we're gonna roll with me and mark ellis recapping our day sounding really tired (laughs) from the lobby of the omni hotel what's going on guys it's your boy joey from the so wizard podcast i'm here with the expert mr mark Mark Ellis Reagans. We are live from Rhode Island Comic Con in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, we're sitting here in the Omni Hotel waiting for another panel to start. We thought we'd jump on the mic and talk a little bit about our day at Rhode Island Comic Con. Mark Ellis Reagans, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I did get the uh, the french fries that I was after, which was like the uh, the main goal of this trip for me. Uh, so that happened, so I'm, I'm pretty happy. The main goal of the trip was not content. Nope. It was not seeing our friends. Nope. It was not meeting celebrities nope. or artists. It was getting French fries. Hell yeah. Not just any French fries. The frisky fries. That's right. So there's a so you can look at them up online if you're listening to this or if you're not from the area, but it's called Frisky Fries. They have a food truck that's usually here at the con. So we went up to the food truck and, <laughs> and they're like, we're sold out of food. Yeah, and it was like in the afternoon. So like maybe a couple of hours after 12 o'clock after the big lunch rush they were out completely out of food right and so we're like fuck dude that this is like the one thing we're looking forward to i purposely didn't eat anything most of the day like i (laughs) ate on the way down but i didn't eat throughout the day well one i didn't want to eat food from the convention center but two we were saving space for frisky fries yes we walked by it earlier in the day it took a big deep (laughs) <laughs> just smell I wanted to get it um, if you don't understand what it is you don't feel like looking it up online it, they basically make like a large soda cup 
like filled with french fries and then there's toppings on top of it yeah it's like a large uh, if you order like chinese food you get one of those white boxes yeah like a large large white box filled with french fries and delicious toppings right so we decided what are we going to do so we walked uh, about i don't know three or four blocks over <laughs> to their their actual restaurant and got food there now, I was surprised because, I mean, Rhode Island is a small state, but I didn't think the restaurant would be that close. I mean, the food truck is just, it just goes like one block, <laughs> two blocks, and it's right there. It's Why did it take game. so long for them to get extra food back to them? But, yeah, they, they ran out of food at the truck, so we walked about 700 feet to the store, and we got our french fries. I got the buffalo chicken one, so it was buffalo chicken sauce, uh, blue cheese, uh, and <laughs> buffalo chicken nuggets on top of french fries. Marcellus, what did you get? I got, uh, it was french fries topped with chicken parm, basically. Just chicken, marinara sauce, mozzarella cheese. So apologies to the ladies, but my mouth tastes like a butthole right now. <laughs> no amount of gum is going to solve this. Sorry if we're meeting you after lunch and you're like, man, so is there nice guys. They smell. <laughs> they smell like French fries. <laughs> Like very delicious French fries. You know what's crazy is that we walk past that truck like all day, mm -hmm. and there's the, there's like more than more than one truck out there. There's multiple food trucks out there, but all you can smell is the fries. Well, not for not, but it's Saturday at Rhode Island Comic Con, which is the craziest day of the three days. It's an absolute madhouse here. The con has been sold out at moments and has been. Um, <laughs> Unable to park, like the parking garage is completely full. Yep. The uh, line to get in has been huge the entire day. So uh, it, it's been a wild day here at Rhode Island Comic Con. So, Mark Ellis, why don't you kind of run us through like what's been going down today at the show? So, uh, as Joey said, it's pretty crazy. Uh, it didn't it didn't seem that crazy at the very beginning, but uh, you know it's definitely been packing. It, it's been getting more packed as the day goes on, uh, and you know it's uh, your not typical comic book fair but definitely everything turned up to 11 uh some cosplayers lots of crowds there's a lot of celebrities this year so i'm thinking that's bringing out a lot of people who are here mainly to get like autographs um and get their pictures taken with the celebrities because even though there's a lot of cosplayers it doesn't seem like it's as many as they usually is there's definitely a lot more muggles here and there are cosplayers, right, which is right. strange. It's a weird vibe this year, and not in a bad way, but it's a weird vibe where it feels more like a lot of plebs are here. Mm -hmm. um, and that's fine. People can come and spend money and yeah. get immersed <laughs> in the culture. I'm not, you know, gatekeeping right. it or saying, you know, you can't go to cons. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's a different vibe. You know, like, I feel like in past years, we'd walk around and there's a lot of cosplay, like a lot of yeah. cosplayers. We'd see a lot of people we knew. Um, and, and we saw a couple of our friends here. You know, we saw Kane Saatome. We saw uh, Calvin. Uh, Lewis from Angry Geeks has been in and out because, of course, this is his home con where he's busy all day. But <laughs> right. we've seen him a few times. But, you know, for the most part, I've really seen too many people. Uh, Tim Jones, we, we definitely visited with, of course. But, um, yeah, it just feels like the celebrity signings is the number one focus yes. of this year. <laughs> and they have probably, it feels like, at least twice the amount they usually have. Yeah, there is a ton of celebrities this year. Uh, like almost the entire cast of Breakfast Club. Yep. If you're a big Breakfast Club fan. I mean, I am a big Breakfast Club fan, but I don't want to spend a mortgage payment on <laughs> a collection of their autographs. Uh, and it's funny because, not that I want to talk about the end, 
but the end of the of the podcast. Yeah. I want <laughs> yes. I want someone to go with me and Mark to Hoyoke High School, which is right down the street from where Mark lives, and we can record on the football field. And Mark's <laughs> going to give me an earring, and then we can film him walking away and pumping his fist, and that'll be our final freeze. release. <laughs> freeze frame, fade to black. That's right. <laughs> that'll be our final release as a podcast. That would be absolutely hilarious. But the <laughs> oh. <laughs> And uh, as as we're recording, uh, the one and only Tim Wiley is here, giving out what is this, Tim? Hundred dollar bills. <laughs> make it rain, make it rain. What's up, dude? Tim, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How is the Back to the Future project coming along? Uh, it's coming along pretty good. I'm getting parts. Uh, I've got it. I've got to do a lot of rust repair. Yeah. But I'll worry about that after winter. Good. Are you having a good con so far, dude? Yeah, I had a. Uh, Billy West and uh, John DiMaggio signed my shiny metal ass. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim right now is dressed as Fry from Futurama. And when I see you here, you usually have like a, a more complex outfit. This seems like a very casual one for you. For your casual this weekend. Why is that? Ease of getting through this con. That's <laughs> wall to wall people. I'll be uh, Marty McFly tomorrow. Nice, nice, nice. So, all right, so you got the guys from Futurama, and oh my God, I just showed Joey a picture. <laughs> That's amazing. So, Tim, for our listeners, please explain what this is. Well, it's a, uh, a sketch cover of Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, my dream has always been to meet Marissa Tomei. You and everybody else. Right. <laughs> and I had a friend of ours, uh, Mark Metzel, do the sketch cover for me. Uh, I did a mashup of uh, my cousin Vinny and Spider-Man. So it's the DVD cover of my cousin Vinny where they're holding a sign. And instead of my cousin Vinny, it says, my Aunt May. And she is standing there with Peter Parker. That is amazing. I know you had teased it a little bit on Facebook. And I'm like, I wonder what that is. That is genius. We have to get it. We got to get a picture of that. And then Mark went above and beyond and did a sketch on the back as well. Wow. And she signed on both sides <laughs> because she was amazed and yeah, at how much work he put into it. That is fantastic, dude. That is fantastic. Oh, so jealous. <laughs> now I'm heading to the car to get my life-size Dilophosaurus head so that I can bring it in and have Wayne Knight sign it. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> That's the beauty of uh, recording live on the floor. That's right. You see everybody you know while we're walking by. Local celebrities, so is their podcast, <laughs> hanging out here in the hall. Yeah, we just have a few friends, that's it. That's right. A couple friends. One or two. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, a little bit of a weird vibe this year. I think there, the majority of people here are here for the celebrities, uh, and it's out of control. There's the room where they usually have the celebrities. is completely filled with celebrities. Right. Downstairs, where they have, like different celebrities is like twice the size this year and then there's more people in the dunkin donuts center sorry the amica pavilion it's right get it right the amica pavilion my bad (laughs) don't don't ban us from the con um there's more people there as well so there's a ton of celebrities here and i don't have to tell you this if you know anything about going to comic cons it's not exactly cheap to go to uh these things and it's not exactly cheap to get these autographs so no I personally would not be able to afford more than one, so I'm always amazed when I see like people we know, like Tim just now, or other people we just see in these groups on Facebook or whatever that 
get photo op, photo op, photo mm-hmm. op, autograph, autograph, autograph. That's like double my mortgage that they spent in a weekend. <laughs> I mean, good for them. God bless them. I just couldn't afford it. No way in hell, you know. And the price for these signatures just keeps going up. So <laughs> it used to be, you know, your lower level celebrities were 25 bucks. Now they're 50, you know. Hey, man, everybody's got to make a dollar, man. Yeah, I met Carrie Fisher at Fan Expo Boston. Uh, sorry, it was Fan Expo Toronto 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, our former co-host Tom and uh, Derek Mitris went up to Toronto for like five days yeah. and raged. And uh, I met Carrie Fisher and I got her autograph, a personalized 8 by 10 autograph. And got to talk to her for like 10 minutes, and it was 80 bucks. Look at that. Nowadays, that's a $600 <laughs> experience. But if it's uh, Daisy Ridley, it might be worth it. Yeah. yeah if I can smell her hair, it's worth <laughs> no. it. Rise of Skywalker. Probably smells like Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> so zero out of five is what her hair smells like. Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're, we're at the show. Uh, we got a little bit left to do. We've been taking pictures, a little bit of video. Right. Uh, if you follow our socials, you, you would have seen some of the stuff that's up. And I'll probably have some more stuff coming up uh, later on. Yeah, we'll be putting a lot of stuff on TikTok, and then I'll be porting that across different socials. <laughs> it's an awesome uh, Headless Horseman uh, cosplay coming at us right now. So that's pretty rad. But... <laughs> We uh, are going to have stuff on socials, so definitely check TikTok. will be where most of it is. And then, um, yeah, we went to a X-Men the animated series reunion panel earlier in the day, which was yep. awesome. Yep. And we're waiting right now because our friend Lewis from Angry Geeks is going to be hosting a panel with Brandon Routh, who you know from Superman and from the CW shows. So we're going to be waiting for him. And we're going to go to that panel, and then we're going to head home. And I'm going to crash and sleep because I'm fucking tired. <laughs> hey, at least you were able to walk around without, you know, a broken ankle. Right. This like, year. <laughs> you know, I, so I'm cursed to always hurt myself before cons. But, uh, yeah, I'm just a little tired. My hips hurt really bad. Unlike Shakira, uh, my hips do lie. <laughs> they, they tell you that you can walk when you really can't. So we are, uh, yeah, wrapping up a little bit of talk about Rhode Island Comic Con. We're having a blast. Can't wait for next year. <laughs> we are. You can't believe you're already starting. I already have all of next year mapped out, dude. Oh, my dude. God. I have the show mapped out through episode 500, and I have all our cons planned for next year. So. Well, I guess uh, there's no escaping <laughs> pod before life. That's right. Pod <laughs> before life. Hashtag no weeks off. Hashtag pod before life. Hashtag uh, Mark's tired. <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap up a little chat about what we're doing at Rhode Island all day. Uh, You know, back to the regular podcast. So back to you, Joey. (laughs) All right, well, that was a little bit of a recap of our day at Rhode Island Comic Con this year. Now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? Uh, I have been watching a lot of Crunchyroll. So the only new thing that I've watched was an anime called Toradora. And it's nobody is going to like it except for me. It, it's like about two friends that try to help each other get their the people that they have crushes on. And then eventually they fall in love with each other. Whoa. And it's stupid, but there's like some really funny parts to it. Like at one point, um, like the girl's best friend goes, sometimes I think I'm a lesbian and it's just so random that it made me laugh out loud. So 
<laughs> like say, sometimes it has those one-liners that get you, but yeah, no, I mean, nobody's going to really like it, but I recommend that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagans, how about you? Yeah, there's a new show out that's on a uh, Paramount Plus called Lawman Bass Reeves, uh, another black cowboy TV show. Uh, it's from the creator of Yellowstone, or he's, oh, no. he's, he's executive producing in any way. Uh, it stars David Oyelowo, uh, who you may remember from, he actually has been in a bunch of things, but he was the voice of one of the the villains in Star Wars Rebels, if that means anything to Star Wars fans. Uh, he's an amazing actor. He's in a gazillion things. Uh, but he's playing Lawman Bass Reeves, uh, a character that inspired the Lone Ranger, believe it or not. Stuff that my parents told me all the time when I was a kid, and I did not believe them at all because <laughs> you know they told me that the green protein drink I was uh, that they forced me to drink was from Star Wars, and I believed them. So you know my my trust, I had trust issues. Uh, but yeah, La- Lawman Bass Reeves. It's on Paramount Plus. The first episode is free on YouTube, so you can check it out on YouTube for free. The whole first episode, and if you like it and you don't have Paramount Plus, then think about joining. All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to sowizardpodcast.com where you can review, where you can find the podcast every week and links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's links to all our YouTube and Patreon content as well as now featuring movie reviews from our boy Stu from the SWO Productions. All on sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We'll be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam has been dropping reviews and interviews and more like crazy. He just dropped a uh, spoiler-free early review of Invincible Season 2. So check that out. You got our Patreon where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. It's the only place to hear us discussing all the news and trailers from the past month. So check that out with a little bit of scratch out of your pocket to help out the show. And you can get some extra So Wizard in your ears. I will recommend that, first of all, you go on social media and let me know, because I run all the socials, so I know. that I'll, I'll show these guys, but let me know whether you think Shannon Doherty is hot or not. <laughs> then uh, I was scrolling through IMDb just now, um, and I found that she was in a movie called Alf Loves a Mystery with yes. Alf. You are not making your case at all, dude. I'm sorry. The alien life form, Alf, according to IMDb. Alf and his friends explore a shabby mansion, and during their search, they manage to preview that year's NBC Saturday morning schedule of cartoons. God, sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, so whatever. Go on, on socials and, and tell me if you think Shannon Doherty is hot. I think she is. These guys don't, they're crazy. And watch Heathers because she was awesome in that. And it's just a really fucking awesome movie that you should see if you haven't. And you know, then you're gonna have to watch WandaVision. And then you got to watch Miss Marvel and you got to watch Captain Marvel. And I think that's everything you need to get caught up. Right, guys? Yeah, I don't think they added anything else. All right. Then you'll be all caught up to see the Marvels in theaters, because that, my friends, is what we're going to be reviewing next week as we battle Marvel fatigue head on with our review of the Marvels. But that's going to do it for episode number 483 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all westerns, Aubrey Litchfield. Wee-wee-oo. <laughs> the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Ray. Uh, everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. I thought Aubrey was impersonating Kung Pao there for a minute. <laughs> 
But we'll see you guys next week for our review of the Marvels. Good journey.